0: Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I just came across this article in the San Francisco Chronicle. I'll have to look over and bring you some highlights. It's an opinion piece by a woman named Ann Killian. Pushback against transgender Olympians is fueled by sexism. No, it's not. Did you blink and miss it the moment the women's sports world was destroyed? A frothing right wing had predicted the legitimacy of women's sports would be forever undermined by the participation of a transgender woman. Oops, didn't quite happen that way.
0: No, that's not an argument. That's just, speaking of frothy, that's just, it's polemic. You're just shouting. Shut up. You have no argument.
1: I'll dig into that more and uh, pick out some stuff that I'm sure you'll like.
0: That's, that's a ridiculous, what a, what a non-argument. Trans Olympians face sexist backlash. How,
1: how, how can you ignore the obvious problem of former dudes participating in girls sports and, being, and, and changing uh, women's sports? How do you deny
0: that? ideology blinds intelligence all the time, perverts it.
1: So you're saying that this, what what was she, 43? So you're saying this 43-year-old, 15 years past their prime at least, not meddling, proves that it's not a problem? Is that the argument you're making? Yeah, that's her argument. It's, It's
0: idiotic. I'd say. Hey, Ann, you're a San Franciscan. Leaving your car unlocked once, nothing happened. That proves that there's just no crime problem in San Francisco. Good one. It's not that's, an argument. That's you really, numbskull. That is exactly the same sort of thing. Shimonie, God! It's at the extent to which ideology makes smart people say crazy stuff is amazing. Have more examples of that to come on the uh, subject of crime and the decriminalization of crime. But first. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal, Clips of the Week.
1: How does that feel to represent your country like this?
2: I'm so happy I get to represent USA. I say
1: um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your
2: sport.
0: No, thank you.
1: I am the love gov. I'm a cool dude in a loose mood, you know that.
2: Not only uncomfortable and inappropriate, but downright weird and unnecessary. The recommendations are uh, for kids under 12, mask wearing in schools and at home. Lighten up, Francis. (laughs) Border Patrol sources tell us more than 8,000 illegal immigrants were apprehended just here in the Rio Grande Valley alone over the weekend. Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you.
0: you were smart, you would have went to Costco and bought the seven-pound bag of potato chips that would have lasted you one hour and forty-three minutes. But you didn't do that. You went to Hudson News and bought the Cheetos. I'm Paris, I were for the two million Damn Gallery. What's been your response to that?
2: Other than them <laughs> I am a wolf.
0: If you are not comfortable using someone's pronouns because you assume it's kink for some weird-ass reason, don't interact with them and just shut up about it. Pretty birthing person, <laughs> don't make me cry. This man smell like a pack of Marlboro cigarettes, uh, four shots of Everclear alcohol, and regret. So
1: I know something's about to go down. So you could go through your whole life never seeing another man naked in person. That's the plan. Not that you (laughs) know
2: I prefer it, yeah. Uh,
0: A couple of comments. Number one, the wear masks at home with your children. Dummy. Uh, He walked that back guy from the National Institutes of Health. Secondly, I had a conversation in real life yesterday with a handful of fellows about the uh, Simone Biles thing. And the opinion was universal. It was unanimous that the media treatment and the fawning over her quitting, and quitting shows how strong she is, is insane. Nobody bought that for a second. And everybody was quite sympathetic. You were the best in the world, but you don't quite have it mentally anymore or neurologically or whatever. You get the twisties. It's, it's, uh, is it an inner ear thing? Is it a neurological thing? Not clear, but that's what separates people who can be elite gymnasts from those who can. Yeah, but You her used comments, to have it.
1: Now you don't. Her comments were, I had all the pressure of being called the goat and I was being made the
0: face of the Olympics. That's what she said originally. I know. I know. But so quitting for that reason is brave and admirable. No, I just the media is insane; it really is. Speaking of which, pushback
1: against transgender Olympians is fueled by sexism. I'm reading this column because I just came across it in the San Francisco Chronicle. We're trying to make sense of it. This uh, Anne Killian, who's writing in it, let me read a little bit. So she's comparing two athletes, and how come one got all the attention and another one got hardly any attention? I'll give you the the uh, you know spoiler huh. spoiler alert, one of them is a former man now competing in women's sports. Mm-hmm. The other one is a former woman competing in man sports.
0: Okay, completely different scenario. Completely Anne, different thing. Which but, you would plainly recognize, were you not an ideological numbskull. But Anne is saying
1: it's just sexism. We don't. We're we're no, we're, we're scared of successful females or something like that. Why one athlete got all the attention and one very little tells you all you need to know about the so-called hot-button issue. The issue really isn't about transgender athletes. It's all about sexism. No matter how the genders and identities shake out, the common bond is a dismissal of the ability of female athletes. You're mentally ill, and I hope you get the help you need. Hubbard, that's the weightlifting uh, woman, assigned male at birth, bombed out of the Olympics, failing to complete a successful lift. Her quick departure left the frantic tabloids grasping rather than regurgitate the tale of outrage they had hoped to deliver
0: again. Hey, Anne, Anne, how about the New Zealand gals she beat out? How do you think they feel about this? Do they agree? Why don't you ask them? That disrupted
1: the assumption that those assigned male at birth were naturally superior at sports, period. She's 43 years old. Like I said, she retired 15 years ago. She came back and she came back and was able to make an Olympic team as a dude at age 43 who hadn't lifted competitively in 15 years. How about all those? How about the woman that didn't get to go for the Australian team? Is that right? Uh, Uh, New Zealand. uh, New Zealand team. How about the woman that didn't get to go for the New Zealand team because she got beat out by a 43 year old,
0: still has the body of a dude? Who hadn't lifted competitively in years? And Anne, you don't see the problem with that. Hey, do we have that clip from, was it yesterday or the day before when they asked the three medalists, the heavyweight, uh, weightlifting gals about the brave, historic yeah, transgender?
1: Dig that up and I'll read this from the article while you're looking for that, Michael. Quinn, now that, this, this is the, well, uh, Quinn is the, was born a woman is now playing men's, well, playing, um, uh, not identifying as neither, either male or female. It's the first non-identify Olympic athlete. Quinn's present hasn't created near the controversy as Hubbard's. Athletes transitioning between genders doesn't seem to be the issue as much as infantilizing female athletes and what they can handle. Wrong. Quinn is the kind of transgender athlete who isn't spurring a red state senator to draft wedge-issue legislation. Assigned female at birth and having played as a female at Duke... And for Canada at the Rio Olympics, Quinn has transitioned in recent years. They identify as non-binary. They aren't a threat because the people trying to create a controversy where one doesn't exist don't care about women transitioning.
0: What are they playing, Anne, Is that in there? So The entire is, question is do they have an unfair advantage right, based is, on their gender this or is, sex?
1: This is on the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle, by the way. Yeah. The front page. And so fails to recognize that it's a completely different thing a former female wanting to compete against males as a former dude competing against... How do you not grasp that?
0: How how does... Uh, 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 A column that vacant in terms of reasoning and real argument get on the front page. I mean, that was all invective. It was all catchphrases.
1: Before you play the clip, let me read something that she wrote that is clearly not true when you hear this clip. Uh, See if I can find the line again. Mm, Because she says something about the other athletes didn't seem to have any problem with her competing.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's again that's utterly untrue.
1: Uh, yeah, so she says somewhere about the uh, the other athletes, uh, the other young women who uh, won the medals were not bothered at all by her competing. Well, let's see how it sounds here.
2: It was a historic night here uh, with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in a uh, in a uh, individual event. And I was wondering, you know, what you felt about that, and what you felt that that it took place in in your sport.
0: The three medalists are staring at the reporter. Still staring, all three of them. No, thank you.
1: Uh, so this, uh, this woman in the San Francisco Chronicle wrote, but her original male hormones didn't automatically make her better than her competition. The women who won were younger and stronger and by all accounts unbothered by Hubbard being one of her competitors. Yeah, that's not what it sounded like there.
0: Yeah, not only that, you half-wit, but okay, (laughs) according to you then, it's okay if a 27-year-old, prime of life, rippling with muscles, sturdy, recently former dude competes. Your argument is it's not even circular, it's just incoherent.
1: She does make the point uh, in one paragraph that there doesn't seem to be a a long list of Men pretending that they want to be women so they can go dominate sports because it's a it's a difficult process and not everybody would want to do it. That's true. Oh, it's true, but it's irrelevant. It is irrelevant. Yeah, it only takes a couple in each sport to change who's going to get to be uh, you know dominate that sport.
0: What was that stat we heard about the uh, the number of high school boys who have uh, broken essentially the women's world record for various right. sprints? Yeah. And what do you say to that? What do you say to that? What do you say to the gals in Connecticut who were who were knocked out of the top slots in high school track because two transgender girls who used to be fellas just whooped ass. So those of you listening in the rest of the country, that, that
1: helps you understand what you probably already know about California and San Francisco. That article is front that opinion piece, front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. Completely nonsensical.
0: Yeah, I would say to non-Californians, you think you know how nuts (laughs) California is. You have no idea. Right. That's something. Cal Unicornia, where logic and adulthood go to die. Speaking of which, they've decriminalized crime in the beautiful state of California, and a journalist has gone... Not undercover exactly, openly. Just thieving openly and writing about it. What it's like now in Cal Unicornia. It's shocking stuff. It's the decline of the Roman Empire, man. And it's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Don't care if Monday's blue Tuesday's grey Block is a collection of fashion surgical masks <laughs> taking something oh sterile oh and wow. uninteresting as a surgical mask and infusing it with fun and creativity i had close to a million hits on my website but is that because swine flu was all over the news for two weeks now we don't see it anymore it's an epidemic that came and went you need a new epidemic
0: just downright freaky for that reason i'm just out i'm out i'm out for the same reasons
2: i'm out i'm out
1: one we went on Shark Tank, he'd come up with a good idea for masks, but there wasn't a pandemic yet, so nobody Fashion wanted
0: Fashion masks, interesting masks. In 09. they told her to go to hell. Nobody, nobody <laughs> wanted them. Well, I get it.
1: You can't invest in something that's going to happen 12 years later.
0: You need a new uh, pandemic. That was Peter Daszak on Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak, and, uh, I don't know, Jill Biden.
1: <laughs> we never mentioned this today, and I don't want to be accused of being biased. We should have mentioned it today. Unemployment hit a new pandemic-era low of 5.4% nationwide, uh, added 943,000 jobs in July, so there you go. It's the biggest hiring spree in almost a year, Uh, you would hope, since there are help-wanted signs every single business in America.
0: And some states are ending their extra unemployment, so people have to work again. There's a shock.
1: Yeah, uh, no kidding. The fact that, well, that was just the headline that didn't do analysis. But if if your analysis doesn't include as half the states in the country, almost entirely red states, by the way, said, nah, we're not giving you money to stay home anymore. There was a record surge in people taking jobs. But there's no connection. There's no
0: connection. Don't look here.
1: So President Old Man Biden, who's nearly as old as Clint Eastwood, uh, gave a speech a little bit ago, and he said this. So we have to get more people
0: vaccinated. I said, well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. They're, They're doing fine. Which is pretty
1: impressive in a country of 328 million people to have vaccinated 350 million of them. Well, you got 22 million illegals. <laughs> we probably do. Um, uh, but so, Disclose TV, Disclose.TV, which I follow on the Twitter, said, um, Biden doesn't realize what he's saying even after glancing at a piece of paper. Yeah, he's, he's around the bend. I mean, everybody can make a mistake. We make mistakes all the time. You know, you're looking at something else, you're thinking of something else. But uh, he, he, he does it a lot.
0: Mm. Mm. Oh, by the way, speaking of making mistakes, kind of, we got a lot of Tim Poole fans in our audience. They think he's a really good journalist, really great, and and thought that.
1: Yeah, I got I got push- Daily
0: Beast thing. Oh, I got pushback. That
1: was, the, but, but that wasn't my point at all. We got some uh, pushback on that yesterday about Tim Pool. My point wasn't at all anything to do about Tim Poole, whether he's good or bad. The point was he is not on Twitter. Nobody pays any attention to him in the media, and there's a whole bunch of people like him that are driving the conversations in this country. If you didn't hear that segment yesterday, go to armstrongandgetty.com. There are influencers you've never heard of that are way more influential than the cable news hosts and the blue checkmark Twitter people, and they all talk at each other, and they're missing this entire other conversation that's going on in America, which I find beyond fascinating.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And that was the point. So, everybody calm down. It's fevered times. But I'll I'll check out his stuff. I'm I'm intrigued. So, this is uh this is a gal by the name of uh what's her name? Uh, Erica Sandberg writing. She'd been in the Target store in San Francisco at 4th and Mission. Uh, a few days prior, she was in the store and saw a guy leaving carrying Boxes full of expensive items, as much as he could carry, and leaving with impunity. And she decided to look into the situation, figure out what exactly is going on. She did a little undercover work. It's actually not undercover. It's out in the open. She became a thief. (laughs) Stay with us. We'll tell you about what happened. What happened is utterly predictable. Yeah, I have a
1: feeling I know
0: what happened. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Barack Obama's not serving meat at his birthday party. This just in. (laughs) Also, this is important. U.S. Central Command concludes that the drone that struck that tanker over there in the Gulf was produced by Iran. So we're officially saying now that it's Iranian.
0: Act of war. Certainly could interpret that way if you wanted it. Damn close. It's your uh what were, what were the uh the Barbary uh pirates or who was Thomas Jefferson uh, mad at? Pirates of Penzance? I can't recall. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, but uh anyway, yeah, that's that's an act of uh, piracy, thievery, uh skullduggery, and we won't we won't have it. Uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds Iran-wise in the next couple of years with this new hardcore butcher of a president, but uh anyway. Uh, a couple of quick notes. Number one, uh, you know, Jack, you've said many times, uh, you wish you could buy stock in people.
1: Yeah. I'll
0: tell you who I'd like to buy stock in, Bill Malugin, who is reporting from the border for Fox News. Mm. He is a terrific reporter. He's a really good uh, crafter of the English language, got good instincts for who to talk to, and, and he's working with some good camera people, and he's he's a dreamy young man as well. I mean, he will be a major presence in news. So anyway, uh, we'll get some of his reports from the border in a couple of minutes. were but you I want
1: high to- on Kamala Harris for a cup of coffee, though, way back in the day? What now? Oh, pay, oh, 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 Did you yeah. put all your money on Kamala Harris on one of those websites you could bet on?
0: Yeah, actually, I did. I, I bought the mainstream thinking that, uh, you know, she's, uh, she checks various ethnic boxes. Uh, she's from the most populous state in the union. She had that big kickoff party. She can portray herself as being a moderate because she was reasonably tough on crime, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I, 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 you know what? I took that in and I thought, wow, that makes sense to me. What I had failed to appreciate was how utterly unpalatable she is as a human. On paper, she's fantastic. In real life, oh, my God, she's repugnant. Anyway, so uh, this journalist, uh, uh, I like to give credit words to, Erica Sandberg, happened to be at the Target store 4th and Mission in San Francisco and sees this guy walking out with boxes full of expensive household items. He headed toward the escalators that led to the mall lobby below, then to the street. Watching as he breezed past the checkout lines, I shouted, Hey, stop that thief! It was an automatic response, and the words sounded silly and archaic. Aren't you going to do something? I asked the security guard in the lobby. He shook his head. man watching the scene, leaning on his bike, said to me, Hey, you're on the offensive. You can't do that. (laughs) Whatever that means. Not interested in arguing with a stranger about freedom of speech, I went back to the store curious what else I'd see. I witnessed people filling bags and backpacks with assorted items, all left nonchalantly, no running or dramatically leaping into waiting getaway cars. Now, this isn't even the organized retail crime that California Governor Lunkhead Gavin Newsom recently acknowledged and promised to curtail with a new task force. It was casual. Take whatever you want for personal use or for quick sale on the counter with the proceeds feeding your habit. And long story short, she wanted to see if it was as easy as that. You know, um, I'm not a thief, and I've
1: never stolen anything in my life, but it's just amazing that more people, you know, just regular people like me haven't decided, you know what, uh, you know, just to avoid the line. Like you're there on a Friday afternoon, like the line, there aren't enough checkers. Why don't they get more checkers? There's line, I'm just going to walk out with this six-pack. I'll, I'll pay for it some other time.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but she, she just stopped you. She saw a man stuffing his backpack with assorted items. I told him I'd call security. He laughed. They won't do S. <laughs> he didn't even care. And so he goes back with a photo. She goes back with a photojournalist um, and goes in the store, finds an expensive coffee maker, just grabs it, stuffs it in his bag. Her her uh, videographer said, take more stuff. And uh, then she writes, I began to get shaky. Was I being watched? Taking without paying was so offensive to me that I'd started to feel sick. As I did, I saw another person leaving with a bag full of stolen goods. He even bumped into my videographer, and a large plastic toy gun from fell from his bag. I rode the escalator down with my fellow thief, and she gets outside. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. She's openly stealing an expensive item. She got down to the street turned around, went back up the escalator, handed the box to a confused employee. Here, please take it. I just wanted to know how hard shoplifting is, and I found out it's not hard at all, and I blame, don't blame you, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> and gave, gave the employee the coffee maker and then left again. Uh, long story short, California's idiotic. Proposition 47, downgraded theft from a felony to a misdemeanor as long as you keep it under $950. You could steal a lot of really good household items from your local target. I mean, really as many as you could physically carry and still be below 950 bucks. And listen, it's worse than this, worse than that. Now, thieves, if they're prosecuted for that, might get less or more little more than a legal slap on the wrist but even that consequence is gone by the wayside la district attorney george Gascon chesa bodine have said they they are declining to prosecute so-called low-level crimes and so you have stores closing by the dozens or limiting their their hours in san francisco
1: so similar to a theme earlier we were talking about and oddly enough it was also san francisco um how to how do allegedly intelligent people not see that this is unsustainable
0: well they think if we can end the systemic racism, racism and the patriarchy and the white supremacy okay. and the, e- the the income inequalities that, that thieving will cease
1: even if you believed that it would you i surely they would admit even if the if we do accomplish that it will take a year or two <laughs> um, uh, in that amount of time how do how does every store not end up closing
0: uh, they don't think those things through or their answers are fanciful and completely unmoored from reality i
1: mean the guy who come or woman who comes out with stuff and then tells her friends yeah i steal all the time nothing ever happens is going to you know going to tell one person to, it's like a word of mouth um they always say about uh you know, if a, a, a customer has a bad experience, the word of mouth is what gets you. Yeah. Um, th- this is the word of mouth of everybody's going to say, yeah, I steal all the time. You do? Yeah. Just walk in, grab whatever you want. Nobody's gonna
0: even going to look at you. Well, this uh, reporter gal is standing there watching multiple people steal openly at, at well, a given moment. I'm surprised the store's still
1: open. Me how, do you, too. how do you stay open? At some point, I would imagine they write it off with uh, insurance because insurance covers a... A certain amount of, of, uh, of uh, shoplifting is just probably kind of built into running a store always. But at some point, the insurance company is going to say, look, you can't have 50% theft. I, right. mean,
0: I would be shocked if they're still insuring for theft if they ever did. I think that's just part of your corporate balance sheet. I don't okay. know that there's insurance. Okay, well, your corporate balance sheet. You
1: can't have 50% theft and, and stay open.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's an object of of a a lot of concern in the corporate offices of America what to do, especially in, you know, your San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, uh, Portland. It's unbelievable. It it really is unbelievable. (sighs) So uh, fault me for this. Gavin, George Gascon, Chessa Bodine, whoever you are, I'm right on the air right now saying, go commit crimes, folks. Steal. Steal from retailers, steal everything you want, steal as much as you want. Go ahead, because we as society have made it clear that we are not uh, against it. We've removed any sanction for it. So it sounds in kind of an old-timey way like I'm advocating something immoral. But in our current society, it's not. The message has been sent loud and clear. So is that a bad thing for me to say, folks, go steal as much as you need?
1: Yeah, I still. Uh, I'm not going to steal, and I don't want my kids to steal. Because, no, of course, not. I, this is
0: not going to last. This is no, not. I, the, last. If it were only the Bible saying "Thou shalt not," that'd be good enough for me. But
1: now, on some other things that are going to last, like uh, like I would always talk about the school lunch program. Am I a sucker for not taking the free school lunches? I'm already paying for them. Why am I doubly paying for them by providing my own kid with food and paying for the school? Like stuff like that, I I can make the argument, but. Just plain theft I just don't think I can do. Um, I know you want to get to some of that uh, good reporting on the border coming up. I'm watching on the Little Olympics. I was watching some of the ping pong. Ain't nobody listening right now could return one serve. Nope.
0: I might be able to get the paddle on it and send it like Like sideways.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, that might be the most difficult thing in the Olympics to even try to compete at.
0: It's pretty amazing.
1: I mean, could, could I, cause I could throw the javelin a little ways. I'm not going to win anything, but or, sure. I get the shot put out of the circle, but I couldn't even, I don't think I could even lay my paddle on one of these serves. Just stand there and they'd say, I don't know what they play to. 21? What did they play to? 15? I don't know. 15 nothing. You're done. Oh, okay. Again. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even hit the ball. <laughs> uh, some reporting from the border that's really good. We're going to finish strong, as we always do.
0: Armstrong and Getty Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Politicians here in Hidalgo County, many of whom are Democrats, are not happy with the Biden administration. They say the feds are failing to do their job here at the border, so they gotta fill that void. This emergency tent compound that was built in the middle of McAllen last night. Well, overnight they moved it to here in Mission, Texas, and we've now confirmed what they're using it for is to house COVID-19 positive illegal immigrants who have been released from federal custody. Now, this is an Anseldewis park here, and local officials say they have to do this because the federal government Government has been dropping off so many migrants in downtown McAllen, many of which later test positive for COVID, that they can't handle it anymore.
0: That's Bill Malugin from the border. Uh, why don't we roll on with clip number sixty-one? I have invited the president to come here to come and
1: see what the federal government, you know, really ha- has done to us. They- I'm extremely disappointed
2: that we've received absolutely zero communication with them, and I hope it changes very quickly. This is a federal issue. We have done uh, everything that we can as a community and as a region.
1: It's stunning to me that we're ignoring the COVID situation with people coming across the border while we're having conversations about whether it's okay to make it mandatory to get the vaccine or whether it's okay to make it mandatory that you show your vaccine card to go into a restaurant and freedom issues and all these different things and blasting Texas and some Florida for having high rates of COVID during the uh, the Delta variant and this and that and ignoring the fact that busloads of people... Uh, not tested at all or even thought about for COVID or coming into the country every single day. And just do even just doesn't even make it into the cable news world. Other it's the than most Fox. important thing
0: in the world, except when it's not important at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Discussions uh, of whether or not you're going to allow flights from this country or that country, the difficulty of coming in from Canada, whether or not you've had a recent test or how many days you've quarantined.
0: Meanwhile, on the southern
1: border, people just flow across every single day and nobody pays any attention. It's weird.
0: And again, people who try to emigrate legally, it's a nightmare of expense and paperwork and time. Or you can just sneak across the border. Sneak, walk across the border and get turned loose into the country. Did we get to 62 yet? Okay, let's hear 62.
2: I reached out to the local Catholic charity out here that has been housing those COVID positive migrants in local hotels, quarantining them. I asked one of their representatives at that press conference today, how many migrants do you guys currently have quarantined in hotels throughout the Rio Grande Valley here? He told me he didn't know and he advised I reached out to the charity's director. I did that. I asked her. She told me that she has been advised not to comment about it. Who advised (laughs) her not to say anything? We don't know.
0: Fantastic. Beautiful. And let's let Jen Pasaki and Peter Ducey have it out. Next clip.
2: There are NGOs and other international uh, organizations who are vaccinating uh, migrants. Certainly, that helps keep a range of people safe in the in the country. But do you think that it's keeping people safe in McAllen, Texas, where seven thousand confirmed COVID positive migrants have been released into the city since February, fifteen hundred in the last seven days? Well. I think it's important to note what's actually happening in McAllen. So there's actually been, uh, a, they signed a disaster declaration and approved setting up a temporary emergency shelter to provide a space to create an isolated space to mitigate uh, this issue. So you got
0: 1,500 COVID-positive COVID uh, immigrants released in McAllen in the last week. And Jen Psaki just said, They got a disaster declaration, so it's not a crisis, but it is a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's good at her job. Uh, Often her job is defending the indefensible, but she's skilled at it. But I, I was surprised nobody caught on to that. They just said we've issued a disaster declaration, but we've not yet called it a crisis. That's hilarious.
1: Uh, We didn't have time to get to this story today, unfortunately. Tourist accused of biting part of man's ear off during altercation at a Florida Keys hotel. Florida? Hmm, that's weird. You don't expect that sort of thing to happen in Florida. Um, Bunch of ear chewers. Anyway, guy bites another guy's part of his ear off during a uh, fight. Um...
0: Like, like uh, fisticuffs or, or like a boxing match, trying to go Mike Tyson on
1: Oh, uh, fisticuffs. They were at a hotel. 2.34 in the morning. On, what are you doing up at 2.34 in the morning? Seems like you ought to be asleep by then. I don't know. What's going on there? Um, 28-year-old male victim treated by paramedics. Part of his ear was missing, still bleeding. The victim told police everyone involved were friends and on
0: vacation. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, by 2.34, <laughs> when the drink's been flowing for a long time, misunderstandings are possible. Even
1: among friends, one female in the group, always a woman involved. If you got two dudes fighting, there's a woman somewhere. Oh, boy. That's got uh, something to do with the story. One female in the group passed out, and as the one younger man placed her in a wheelbarrow and was pushing her back to the hotel room, uh, Williams was dumping beer on her and insulting her. And apparently, that's how the fight started. Oh, well, he was trying a little tough love. So one dude's pushing the woman back to the hotel room in a right. wheelbarrow. Other guy's sure. making fun of her and pouring beer on her. And the guy said, hey, knock it off. That ain't cool. Next thing you know, somebody gets her ear bit off.
0: As, as happens. Look at you, passed out, drunk, in a
1: wheelbarrow. I'll show you. Police said the male victim intervened and told Williams he was being disrespectful. In what way? When was the last time you were at a hotel that had a drunk wheelbarrow? uh, Can you be disrespectful to a person who's passed out drunk in a wheelbarrow? (laughs) I mean, how much respect does that person
0: deserve at that point in their life?
1: Seriously, though,
0: the one part of this scenario that strikes me as odd is they got a drunk barrow at this hotel. (laughs) That's a high level of service. That's like five and a half stars. (laughs) Admit me, Chorus, to this history. Who? Who? Prologue-like, your humble patients pray gently to hear, kindly to judge, the final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. How about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show? There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, Michelangelo, keeping us on the air. Michael, final thought.
2: Yeah, earlier in the show, we uh, there was a survey that said two out of five people thought they could be part of the Olympics. And I was thinking about this. I know what I could do. The bobsled. I could be maybe the middle guy. <laughs> as long as I don't have to
0: drive. I just hang on for dear life. Close your eyes and pray. <laughs> Young Alex, our producer, has a final thought for us. Alex? You know, I I think I, too, could be an Olympian, too. I'm a man of larger stature. Why don't you just stick my big butt in the goal for the hockey teams? I could do it. Fantastic. I could stop a puck. You'd take take up a fair amount of space, no doubt. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us.
1: We talk a lot about drunks and drug addicts ruining their lives and part of the homeless problem and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I am an alcoholic myself, and as of tomorrow... It's 15 years since my most recent drink, and uh, it is something that I th- have to think about every single day to continue. And uh, it's not easy, but it can be done. Well, uh, well done,
0: or congratulations. Is there uh, the, uh, etiquette for this sort of thing? Uh, what should I say? Shall I say anything? Buy me around? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I uh, reported this earlier. I thought it was worth throwing out at least one more time. The city of Denver, Colorado spends between twice and six times as much on so-called homelessness as on K through 12 public school students. For each bummer junkie they spend between $40 and $104,000. Little kids in school, big kids in school, less than $20,000.
1: Yeah. Speaking of unsustainable, and most of those people are drunks or drug addicts, and they are not. It's not. Most people don't want to quit. And even those that do, it requires a heck of an effort to quit. And that's, you know. The idea and, that you can throw
0: money at them and they'll quit is ridiculous. And the more bum, the more they spend, the more bums and junkies they get. But keep doing it. Surely that'll turn around. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people will thanks, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some fabulous swag for you. T-shirts and masks and hats and sports bras. And you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have sports bras with our names on them. My daughter has declared them very
1: comfortable. See you Monday. God bless America. I will not be a party to this bullshit. I don't want to hear a blip from you.
0: Well, laddie, frickin' God. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Don't interact with them and just shut up about it. This is too good to be true. It's just precious. Hopsies on that. Yeah, buddy. We can come and have some fun. This is not a Kumbaya
2: moment. You risible buffoons. Bye. Have a great Friday, you motherfucker.